Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. There's something else going on with uh, one Carlos Correa. He was on the Giants for a whole 12 minutes. Yeah. And all of a sudden, something's going on with his physical deal didn't go through. Baseball world stops. Okay. The Mets swoop in and we're like, okay, the Mets are going to get another guy. They have a problem with his physical. It's, it's going to be interesting where he ends up. If the Twins are going to be the only team that actually come back in, I feel like. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the dugout. I am Cardinals fanatic AJ Caldwell. We took a little bit of a break, but as always, that is the Yankees rider die guy, Drew Zagrosi. And we now have a three-person format. Our boy Ben, Boston Red Sox fan. We're still coming up with the catchphrase for him. Ben, say what's up. What's going on? How you doing? I'm excited to do this, man. Welcome. Welcome to the the best baseball podcast around. I mean, Drew and I talk about it. I don't know if you followed the show leading up to this, Ben, but the Yankees and Cardinals love to watch our podcast. Every time we put out an episode, something happens with the Yankees and Cardinals. So here's to the Boston Red Sox and, Yan- and uh, yes, New York Yankees meeting in the American League Championship Series. I mean, it's just yes, it's a given. It's a given. So um, we got a lot to get to today, uh, as always, but we will have a three-person format now, so we'll have multiple topics going on. Uh, I will tee these guys up for different things, and then we'll have a couple topics we talk about together. But as always, like and subscribe, rate and review the podcast. Check us out on multiple social media platforms, and we're also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcast. So without further ado, Drew, we're back with our boy Ben, and you guys are doing the next top five. I will bow out for the top fives for now, but I leave the floor to you guys. We're doing the top five San Francisco Giants of all time. Uh, I would say Carlos Correa is a top five giant of all time, but that lasted about 12 minutes. <laughs> so let's uh, let's move on to historic giants of all time. Yes, what sir. you guys got? Top five New York, uh, San Francisco. All right, Ben. We'll have you start with all number right. five. So lead the lead the so, way. So yes, yeah, so number five we had uh, we had Juan Marichal as our number five. Uh, I think he was the only pitcher we had to make the list. Yes. Um, so he beat out Lincecum and Barry Zito and, and whoever not. Um, I mean, the guy's a legend. I think. Um, and it's a guy that a lot of people forget about too, especially in the era of Koufax and, and pitchers like that. So, um, I think it's very important to, you know, include him in that. I mean, it is 62.9 career war, 2.89 career ERA, 243 wins to 142 losses, um, led the league in complete games twice, had led the league in shutouts twi- uh, twice as well. Um, and then led the league in uh, most innings pitched twice as well too. Um, so just an absolute workhorse consistent as, as ever. Um, all-around great pitcher. Yes, sir. Uh, is the only pitcher on our list. Uh, I did say I wanted to get Lincecum on here, but um, we definitely have to show some love to uh, Juan here. So, uh, yeah, no great pick. Lincecum. No yeah. dice for Lincecum. No dice for Nope. I feel like his prime was too short. That's just true. Compared to, compared to Marish. I mean, he had 10 all-star appearances, yeah. and then from 62 to 69, he had – it was consecutive um, – which I don't think Lincecum even career-wise lasted that long. So For sure. All righty. Well, there you go. Number five spot, Juan. Uh, number four, we had Buster Posey. 
And we've talked about Buster on this podcast like way too many times um, to count. So, um, I mean, really, you just think about what he means to that Giants organization. Uh, you Just that alone. I mean, you think of the Giants, you think of Buster Posey almost. And not even looking at like what he's accomplished, uh, three-time World Series champion, few silver sluggers, he has a gold glove. But, I mean, just the, the San Francisco stuff alone, what he means to the organization. Now he's actually like working with them still. I'm not sure what his title is, but... um. Yeah, I think he's uh, the number four spot for sure. Second best catcher of all time. Oh. Second there best. You go. Wow. <laughs> wow. Got to sneak that in there. Got to sneak that in there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all right, moving on to number three, we had uh, Willie McCovey, um, 500 home run club member. Um, I feel like out of the 500 home run club members, he's definitely one of the least talked about. Yep. Um, I think if you tell the story of baseball, many times more often than not he's left out of it um you know he has an mvp what else he had six-time all-star obviously a hall of famer uh 64 career war i mean the guy is just one of the best sluggers of all time yeah um 1500 runs batted in as well i mean like you said i mean the casual baseball fan you know you know babe ruth stuff like that but i mean you might not even know this guy so definitely slept on and uh for sure has to be on top five Giants. Um, number two, this is where it was starting to get tricky. I know AJ already disagrees uh, with this right here, but um, number Thank two, you. we're ac- number two, we're actually putting Willie Mays, um, one of the greatest, one of the greatest players ever. Um, ranks behind Babe Ruth and most of the all-time list. So I mean, a guy like that, if he's not going to be one, he's going to be two. So man, the, the guy better be phenomenal. Oh, he is number one spot. He's he's uh he's one of the greatest players like, ever. Totally as well. just athletically gifted. Didn't have any help. I mean, this guy's got to be a hoss, right? Yeah, he's the greatest. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest. Uh, ben, take us away. Who's the uh, number one spot? So the number one giant we have on our list, and arguably the number one player to ever walk the planet, Good. in my opinion, is Great. in my opinion is the greatest player to ever walk this earth. Uh, Barry Bonds, yes, of sir. course. Um, I mean, there's not really much to say about him. 762 career home runs, 2,500 career walks, which most people don't even have that many hits in their career. Don't exactly. even get close. Um, 12 times silver slugger, seven time national league MVP, um, 688 reading. career intentional walks. Keep talking. Um, I mean, this is my comparison to it. You talk about the greatest wide receivers, wide receivers of all time. And you talk about Calvin Johnson um, he often gets left out uh, because of his shorter career uh, compared to a Jerry Rice. But when you know you've seen the pictures of Calvin Johnson getting doubled at the line, no, no one does that to anybody. Not even Jerry Rice. No one walks anybody except for Barry Bonds with the bases loaded in a tie game. That doesn't happen. It doesn't happen, and it probably will never happen again. It did. Um, it did last year. Uh, you know it did. Okay, but that's different. It's not the same. You know, it's not the same. I mean, this guy, I mean, and then not to mention, like, if we want to get into the PED stuff, too, that he had a Hall of Fame career before the PED stuff. I mean, let's be honest. Before, and, just, wait, wait, wait. If you're just looking at him in the outfield, I mean, he had how many okay, gold gloves? On, he on. had, like, eight gold gloves. Let's so, back I mean, up for a second. That alone, you know, like, take the hitting away, him defensively, when he did play in the outfield, he was uh Okay, Drew, you know. and I have talked about this. We have. When he was a Pittsburgh Pirate, he won an MVP. The guy was yeah. legit. From the get-go, right? He won two. He won two. He won two with the Pirates. With the Pirates. Okay. Yeah. He won two with the Pirates. 
as soon as he gets to the Giants, and here's this is this is the craziest thing to me, Ben. I, we love having you on the show, but we got to go straight here. We, we got to go straight All right, here. let's do it. If you have a picture of Barry Bonds and the Pirates, yep. and Barry Bonds and the Giants, bro, look me, look in that camera and tell me that's that's not two different people. I can't, but I'll tell you right now, I don't that's care. That's the same guy with the same care. athleticism, same everything. He just got remarkably better at hitting. And I'll just bring in my argument back. That I've told you countless times. When he was doing that stuff on the steroids, it was it was way too fun to watch. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Is what Drew's trying to say. Is what it I is, mean. Look, man. you can't change his. The, you can't change all the history. I mean, it's it's there. I mean, you can't, you can't say he's, can't he's not it there. No, listen, history's there, Drew. We talked about this too. The records, the records are there. We're gonna put this guy in a goat conversation. Are I think we? Yeah, hundred percent, easily. We're putting hundred percent. <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk about like, if you want to put like tarnished legacies into the Hall of Fame conversations, then why why is Tom Brady an argument as the goat? But that, that's a Hall of Fame conversation. But Tom Brady, it's it's a goat either. conversation though. It's a goat conversation though. Well, football, like it, I I understand it's different. It is, but you can't you can't act like one thing to tarnish a legacy okay. for one person doesn't matter. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But here, here's but, the last thing I'll say before we put a pin in this. So Barry Bonds in the goat conversation, right? Oh, he is the ghost, but yeah. <laughs> He's better than Mike Trout? Yeah. As of sitting here today, yeah, yes. Because Trout, Trout doesn't have the Trout doesn't have the uh, longevity. He's, Not yet. He's better than uh, my guy, King Griffey Jr.? I'm a big Griffey fan. I think for me, like Griffey being clean, like I love Griffey. He's he's the man for, for being clean. If we're clean. talking it, like just... – because again, Hall of but, Fame. Like again, but again, like I have to look at the numbers and I have to say, like, there's no way, as much as I love Griffey and like hold a place for him in my heart, and I feel like most people do, you can't look at Barry Bonds' numbers and Ken Griffey's numbers and not stop and think about it. So you it's you all numbers. That's all it is. Not no, it's a mixture. It's definitely a mixture. But like again, like in Bonds' era, no one was everyone was everyone was juiced. No one was putting up the numbers Bonds was. I mean that he's just a different he's a different guy. Okay. And you that still opens, have to be able to hit the baseball. That opens an interesting discussion that we'll have to touch on. We might have, yeah, we might have to bring this uh, Barry old. Bonds talk in later. Next we might, podcast. Drew. What are you talking about? We are bringing we're this gonna, back. No, out we're, yeah, yeah. we're gonna have to. <laughs> Ben's been here for ten here. minutes, and we're already talking nah, about. We're gonna, we're gonna, this is a great start. This is a great episode. Oh man, we're gonna, we're gonna continue to dive in. But there you go, top five uh, <laughs> San Francisco Giants. We're running out of teams, Drew. We're, we're almost, we're almost there. Ben, ben yeah, jumping in now with the top five, but. Uh, as always, we got one of our favorite segments here, and I will be teeing up the guys for Hall of Fame or not. We've had a lot of names uh, thrown around on this podcast, some that are controversial. We got a lot of people, especially the TikTok comments. They're, they're feisty, fellas. They're feisty mm-hmm. in the TikTok comments about Hall of Fame status of guys and whatnot. Today, we're going to get into some more. And I got three current players and mm-hmm. one that is on the Hall of Fame ballot. Okay, and you guys already know these names. We want to give you guys the opportunity to look at the stats and everything. So you guys will both be able to weigh in. First guy, talk of the town right now in Major League Baseball. Yep. Carlos Correa. Hall of Fame or not right now. Alrighty. Uh, I'll go first, I guess. Um, you know, I think the time that he's missed due to his injuries, that's really got to be looked at. Um, fantastic player. We know what he can do. Elite defensively, elite uh, batting. But, I mean, um, yeah, this one's tough. I feel like if 
For right now, I'm just going to go ahead and say it's a yes for me. I think once he signs this deal, wherever he's going to end up, I'm, it's, gonna, it's probably going to be the Mets. I, that's what I think. We'll talk about this later, obviously. But, um, yeah, I think once he set, uh, signs this deal, settles down wherever he ends up, uh, gets back in his groove, I think we'll see. I mean, this injury we won't see till way later on anyway. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a yes for me. It's this is a tough one it for me because we're in we're in the age of war now where war is the yeah. thing that matters. Um, and his career certainly suggests that he's on the path to you know hitting the the average war threshold of a Hall of Famer. But he doesn't have any of those big accolades stat statistic wise. He's not at a thousand hits yet. Obviously, he'll hit a thousand hits at some point. He's only at 155 home runs. He's not halfway to 500. He's not at 300. Not even at 400. He's got some decent awards, and he's a good player, but as Drew alluded to, I think the injuries and, and the times he's missed has, has definitely hindered it. So I'm a no for now. Um, if we're sitting here today and his career ended, no. Yeah. But I, I think Absolutely. he's on the path where he'll, he'll be on the ballot. That's fair. Ben, ben said it with his chest, so I'm, I'm hoping he'll say as much with his chest with this guy. Uh, just signed a new deal with the Boston Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Ben, we'll let you go first with this one. Your guy. Yes, sir. Which, by the way, let, let me just say it first. I was I thought about this the other day, Drew, when we were recording a podcast. Remember when we were talking about the Red Sox, and I was like, oh, they had these guys and these guys? Bro, I totally forgot this guy. So, Ben, don't take it personally. I totally forgot mm-hmm. to even bring him up in the Red Sox discussion. I'm glad you said mm-hmm. that, actually, so keep going. Yeah. <laughs> what, that I'm, that I'm confessing to no, that right no, now? No, no, just keep going. <laughs> keep it rolling. I'll, I'll, I'll explain. Hall of Fame or not, Ben, tee us off. Rafael Devers. It's it's again, it's a no. It's too early. I mean, he only has a 15 career war. Again, same with Correa. He's only at 139 homers. He's not at the 1,000 hits yet. And then if you look at, you know, everything as a package, Correa has the glove. Devers obviously does not. Um, I think it's just going to – it really comes down to him just being too young. Um, he doesn't have an MVP yet either. Uh, one silver slugger. There's just there's not enough there. Could he? Yeah, sure. But as of right now, there's it's not even not even close. Drew, be unbiased. No, yeah, for sure. So I'm glad you said that because I was gonna say I think with how many other young stars in the game today, this he's way overlooked. That like he offensively is crazy. The Garrett Cole killer, we all know that. And mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, similar to like these two are tough. I mean, Carlos, I do see being a Hall of Famer. Same thing with Devers, but I mean, yeah, right now, probably not. In the future, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll probably see him on the ballot for sure. Just signed a, a big deal. We'll touch on that in just a second as well with, with the Boston Red Sox. This next one is fun for me uh, and for our podcast because one of our favorites played for both the Cardinals and the Yankees. Uh, so curious to hear you guys' thoughts on this. I will be, of course, objective in, in my reaction <laughs> to it. Hall of Fame or not? Matt Carpenter, Drew Tiasoff. So, um, yeah, I think he should definitely be in the uh, Cardinals Hall of Fame. But um, as far as Cooperstown, might be a little stretch. He was fantastic with the Cardinals. Um, but you throw him to that mix with, like, Albert Poulos and Yachty, those dudes on that level, and playing at the same time, you almost forget um, that he may not be on the same level as Albert and whatnot. He was very good. Very good Cardinal. I think he should go down the Cardinals Hall of Fame, but um, I do not think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, only at a 29 career war, Correa already higher than he is. 
Um, there's no accolades for him besides a silver slugger. He's a great player, and I think that he's he was definitely underrated with you know as a Cardinal, um, and I think definitely overlooked um, yes. and a big piece of that Cardinals team for a while. But I, there's no shot. I don't. He's he won't even make the ballot. Yeah, I mean, it was fun to see what he was doing last year, too, just coming out of nowhere. He went from mowing the lawn to right back in the batter's box. So um, that was really fun to watch. Exciting to see him on the Padres. I mean, that team is loaded. So, I mean, we'll see what – yeah, we'll see what happens there. It's very fitting he's going to be on the Padres, too, because he is is the Dodgers' daddy. He he is the Dodgers' daddy. (laughs) I mean, just look at the stats, boys. Um, All right, so we have three guys uh, that we we rolled out, and then the last one, as we'll do each week moving forward, I want to put one guy on the Hall of Fame ballot. And so I got one guy for you guys left here. He is a Minnesota twin, I think, for the majority of his career. Yep. Hall of Fame or not, Ben, kick us off for this one, Torrey Hunter. Easily on the Hall yes. of Fame ballot. Easily yes. Yeah. I think he, I think he definitely will, and I, he definitely deserves to. Um, 300-plus home runs, nine-time gold glove winner, one of the best defensive outfielders to ever live. Um, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, an, it's an easy yes, for sure. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, you really got to focus on his 03, 04, and 05 seasons. That was majority with the Twins, but, I mean, those – he was – he's great. Uh, I could see where a lot of people could come from. I mean, same – similar to Matt Carpenter. Uh, not fully to Cooperstown, but maybe the Twins Hall of Fame. But, yeah, it's easily yes for me. So, yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I would agree as well. Um, those are those are some interesting names that we throw out there, but – Hall of Fame uh, 2023 ballot has officially come out, so make sure you guys check that out if you're curious about the other names. Uh, those other three guys, of course, are not on it yet because you can't qualify until uh, a few years after you retire. So, uh, but Hall of Fame or not, one of our one of our favorite segments. Um, so feel free to let us know which one you guys want, which players you guys want us to do next. But now, before we touch on Carlos Correa, I want to give Ben a chance. It's first time on the show to give some props to his guy and to his squad. Get as much uh-huh. off your chest as you want. We're in January, mm-hmm. Ben. You got you can talk a lot mm-hmm. of smoke right now. Yeah. You guys had a bad year, but you know what, Ben? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That season's over. Mm-hmm. We got swept. The Yankees got swept. The Phillies couldn't win the World Series. I mean, everything's out the window now. We're <laughs> to 2023. Yeah. Talk to us, and then Drew and myself will give our thoughts as well about Rafael Devers, contract extension, mm-hmm. and the Boston Red Sox going into 2023. Well, Heim finally, Heim and ownership. I, I shouldn't say just Heim because, you know, it's Heim can't write the checks, which is understandable. Um, and I think a lot of Boston fans need to understand that. Um, but at the same time, you know, when you look at the, the Xander Bogart situation, it should have been done a long time ago. I like no, for no reason should the Padres have paid that much. And, you know, obviously I would never have want the Red Sox to match or top that. Yeah. But it should have never gotten to that point. Um, and they should have never let it got to that point. So I'm happy that we at least got one of our guys. Um, we got Devers back, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it, he got what he wanted money-wise. Um, I'm happy for him. He deserves it. He's, you know, at this point, he's really the heart and soul of that team. Um, easily the best player on the team and whatnot, too. Young star. That's that's my biggest issue is you look at teams like the Padres and the Phillies and, and the Dodgers, and, you know, they build around their young stars and they, you know, they, they go all in, and right now it feels like the Red Sox are – Heim has his foot teetering on both sides of it. It's, you know, it, it just 
a lot of the things don't make sense. Like, I don't know why Ryan Brazier saw the team. It, it just it blows my mind. Half of these things, but yeah, it's just a tough situation because you you know you see bets go and then you see Bogarts go, and obviously that that's going to cause a lot of unrest within the fan base um, when you lose two big stars. And you know we were very close to potentially losing a third. Um, I love what Heim has done with the farm system. Um, I do at times think that he plays he he's trying to play like the Tampa Bay Rays in Boston, which won't work. Um, but I think for the time being, if we look at the roster today, it's it's quite frankly a, a fourth or fifth place team. It's not it's not Whoa. very good. It's not. It's really not. Um, the bullpen got better, yes. Um, but the rotation, yeah. there's still a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, the lineup, there's still even a lot of questions. Um, it feels like much of the lineup is bridge players. Um, you know, it's not everyday players that, that are going to, you know, stick around and, and get you wins. I think the Turner signing is fine. It, it, it gets you what JD gave you last year, but is that what you really need? No. Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, and then they overpaid for Yoshida, which, yeah. which, uh, it just, at the time it seemed like a great idea, but the more you sit on it and look at it, you know, from, you know, taking a step back, it's, it was a definite, definite massive overpay. And I think, you know, owners throughout the league agreed with that. Um, and I felt like they were reaching for, for a need that they might not necessarily have needed and that they could have fixed for cheaper. So this off season has been an absolute mess. I'm not looking forward to the next one. I'm not looking forward to this season at all whatsoever. Um, I think, especially with the rotation, um, I think we're very heavily leaning on Chris Sale being Chris Sale, which for the yeah. past three years hasn't happened, and I don't think it will happen. Mm. Um, it got us, it got us a ring, um, but outside of that, longevity-wise, he hasn't been the same. Uh, battling injuries, and I, I just, I don't think he'll get back to that, um, especially with the lack of confidence he has, because he really hasn't pitched a, a full workload in three years, right. and when he has pitched, he hasn't pitched very well. So, yeah, yeah I, it's just, mm. it's. For it's the, not looking great for the Red Sox. The, yeah, the biggest thing was was the bullpen for me. Just, I mean, letting Avaldi. He's obviously with the Rangers now, and then the sale situation as well. I mean, that's that's a tough spot for sure. That was yeah. my uh, my biggest concern. There was the bullpen. Yeah, I mean, they, I like Kenley enough. Like, it's it's nice that we have a solidified role. It's just the way we use the bullpen. I think yeah. every month we had a really good guy. Like the Schreiber one sticks out to me the most. Yep. Like, I think it was Schreiber's July lights out, but the way that they handled that by not having roles and not having enough depth in, in good back end guys that can close out games was they you go on this burnout schedule and everyone got burnt out so fast and they couldn't perform past that. Even Brazier had a solid month in like April or whatever. And they just went they hammered him and it just it's nice now that we have more solidified roles. You know, we have Martin as a setup guy and then you go to Kenley, which is a lot better than what we had before. But um I still, I'm still, I don't know. It still concerns me. It, it still concerns me. Um, so I, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, all right. So Mookie Betts, homegrown Boston Red Sox, Xander as well. 
if Devers did walk, how do you think the fan base of Boston, all that, you yourself, how would how are you reacting to that? Because my that would have been my point of view. I mean, looking at it with this recent offseason, Aaron Judge could have easily walked. I mean, he was obviously offered more money by the Padres, and the mm-hmm. Mets were spending like crazy. So, I mean, if he went from like the Bronx to Queens, I know the city would flip upside down. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that would work in Boston. I mean. I think the difference between the Boston and New York situation is it's just – so New York has been under the same ownership and GM for, for a while. Yeah. And you've, you've kind of gotten used to the feel of that. Um, I feel like – I could be speaking out of turn, but I feel like the Yankees have said they would spend big every year, You're and then they wrong. don't. You are, and they don't, like right at on. all. Yep. And I feel like that pisses off Yankees fans. And I feel like this year they finally did it. Obviously, they got like they got Canley back. I wish we got Canley. Well, did um, you see? Did you see the Red Sox offered him? A, yeah, that was Red Sox offered him. He wanted to stay home. Yeah, he wanted to stay home. So that's, I mean, great, yeah. that's fair. Um, and then on the flip side, I think for us now, you turn from I mean, pretty decently big spenders, um, especially in the in the whole you know the Dombrowski era. That was you know spent big, yeah. traded big. That was that's I mean that's his forte, and then you go to I don't want to call it a money ball type deal with Bloom, but it feels very much like that. It's it's very analytical based. It's very, you know, who could we develop? Um, who's young? You know, who has good spin rate, et cetera. It's not – he looks past the eye test, which sometimes – like the eye test can be wrong. Don't get me wrong. It was wrong with Pablo Sandoval. It was, you know. But there's a certain point where it's like you can't keep – testing these project players that you think might turn out and continue to fail. Yeah. And that's, I think the biggest issue with, um, you know, the fan base with bloom is that you keep bringing in these no name guys in a city like Boston. It's not going to go over well for very long because it's Boston. It's always been big names. It should always be big names. Like, this is across every sport too. Um, and it's, it's just very much playing the Tampa Bay, brand of baseball in a big market it it's just it's really not going to work hmm. does that feel good to get off your chest man I, mean, <laughs> I, I know it hurts hmm. but i mean you're being, it you're does. being hey you're being honest drew and it i does. sometimes like to sell ourselves really high on our teams you're just you're you're really well the only reason i'm comfortable with saying the red sox are a fourth and fifth place finished team is because the yankees won't make it past the division series hmm. um so it's not too – that's the only thing. Like, I don't care if the Red Sox finish fourth or fifth. <laughs> as long as the Yankees don't win the World Series that year, Here that's we all go. that matters. Here we go. And they fun, won't. Dude. And they this won't because be they won't. Listen, like, every year the Red Sox have sucked. The Yankees have been decently we've... good. Not Definitely not as much as last year. I think last year was, like, the biggest year, like, differential, like, gap-wise between the teams. And then the Yankees just didn't do anything with it. So Well, it's, this is, it's this is the nice way me and AJ have been talking about it on the podcast. Every team should look at how are we going to beat the Astros. And mm. the Yankees, other than re-signing Judge, you add Rodone to the conversation, you sign him. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, is your team – like, we need bats. Like, we need hitting. And that we didn't really – I mean, we signed – we're almost the same team but with another ace. So, I mean, I'm glad with the offseason. It's a great offseason, of course. But, I mean, it's it's the same team realistically, offensively. I think I, – I so this is my biggest thing with the Yankees, and especially Yankees fans, is – they sell themselves on prospects way too fast. Like he does. Oh, no, we've no. already, he does. we've no. already 
Yankees fans have already anointed Anthony Volpe as the next greatest shortstop. Like he's a five-time lover, seven-time all-star. He called your it mom. doesn't make sense. Like, when's the last time a Yankees prospect truly, like a homegrown Yankees prospect has truly worked out? When's the last time? No Gary Sanchez didn't. No, it's Judge. Not. Judge is the last yeah. one. No. And that's it. <laughs> Every other big-name Yankees prospect has come up and sucked. I've it's, never it's been. It's the I've honest never, truth. I've never said once, actually, this season, that I wanted Anthony Volpe to be the starting shortstop. I've always no, been on. No, but no. But you, never have, you have lauded him as Superman. No, I never. I said years. no. I said he better be Superman, the way that everyone's acting, like saying that he's gonna be. No. Listen, I'm just looking at the timestamp, and it took 27 minutes, but we're finally here, Ben and Drew, fighting about. The I've heard game. so much Anthony Volpe, Jason Dominguez, Peraza. Like that's all I hear. No. I actually wanted Peraza. Like I wanted to include him in a trade for like Jazz, like get Pablo as well from the Marlins because I think. Add Glaber in that. That's that was my big thing. I I could yeah. Glaber like, was another one. Glaber stinks. No, he's Glaber, terrible. Glaber, he's awful. You got it. Oh, man. <laughs> no, he's bad. He's bad. I'm he sorry, is. He's, he's, bad. Not, he's not. He's oh. not. He hasn't. He hasn't performed. But oh, I mean, ben. that's ben. why you include him in this trade. But see, that's but that's what I mean. That's it's that he hasn't performed. Like you're still holding out hope that after no, like I've, five years yeah. he's gonna perform. No, I've I, I have no I don't hope know. in. Uh, I mean, he he's he's very yeah. Ben, I, I got to thank I, you, bro. Like, Peraza and Glaber could easily be included into like any trade and get a decent name back. Easily. Yeah, but I feel like Glaber now at this point, it's just like what value it is. It's the same thing with like – that's the thing that pissed me off with the, the whole bets trade is that not a single player that we got in return has yeah. any type of value. Yeah. And I feel like that's when you look at the Yankees prospects and things like that. Like that's what happened a, a lot with them. Like Frazier ended up with no value at all. Dude, Frazier, um, I was so, just... I've collected so many Frazier cards, like from him. Like it's, <laughs> I was so high on him, but yeah, that... Yankees, Yankees fans love their prospects. Like I love our prospects too, but like, wow. Wow. Man, I got to thank you, bro. Like I, I, I don't have the opportunity to do this with Drew a lot because I actually, <laughs> I'm of the mindset and, I might get your take on this as we continue this podcast week after week, but when the Yankees are good, baseball is good. Like the brand of the yeah. Yankees, like when they're, yeah, when they're for good. Sure. So like, I don't really have this. So your take on that is so hilarious though, because to one extent or another, like it is spot on. Drew has talked a lot about, he even at one point, I'm sorry, Drew, but like this is, just, he, he held up one of the prospect cards. And he's no, like, that was okay, Oswaldo. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. That was Oswaldo Cabrera. He's already playing. He's, he's that spark plug. He's right, going to see a lot of him he, next He's technically from that farm system. Yeah, in, yeah. In so that's a, all I'm saying is, like, it took long enough. I, I was wondering when we hit record, like, how long no, was this going to take? While we're on that topic with Oswaldo Cabrera, the left field spot, If after Ben Tendi signed, I immediately thought he, sh- he should just be the starting mm-hmm. left fielder. Don't, mm-hmm. like, before you could – what made sense was adding, like, labor in a trade for uh, Jesse Winker. I like that a little bit, but – um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you like wow. I said, you might as well just put Oswaldo out there. So Jesse Winker is one of those guys with outlier years, and, and people see that and kind of jump on the train. And oh, I yeah, think with it, the red show. Yeah, I love yeah, Jesse Winker. Yeah. I mean, he's great. Um, but he's just he's always like it's always like a what if with Jesse Winker, and we saw it maybe it, it was the COVID year too. That I think right that yeah. that he had his really good year. Um, and it's just like a really tough outlier year to have, and he got paid for it. So I mean, I can't, yeah, so I, I can't mean, blame him. But that's why just, I'm saying yeah, just, I would have stayed away from Jesse Winker. Yeah, if so I, was I mean, that's why you just put Oswaldo out there in left field. I mean, he's 
mean, you could put him anywhere. Exactly. exactly. You can put him at any position. I like him as well. He's he's a Dude, great he's player. He's a he's a very, he's a good kid. Yeah, yeah I like him. Oh, man. that's good to hear. You know, that's good to hear from a Red Sox man. I like to hear that. <laughs> there's there's a couple of Yankees that I have like no that same I can, from I no I like. mean like I. I hate the Red Sox, but I mean, city of ball, great city. I mean, Fenway Park, beautiful ballpark. Mm. But I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I respect the rivalry as Fenway well. Fenway sucks. Nah, dude. I, I mean, hate going to Red history, Sox. I, I love all like the baseball history and stuff. So I mean, going to Red Sox, yeah, it's cool and it's like an icon. But like, yeah. have you guys been to games there? I mean, I can't. If I wore a Yankees hat, I mean, what would probably? <laughs> it's it's <laughs> awful. It is an awful experience to go to games there. The oh, seats are dude. like the seats are like this wide. Yeah. There's poles everywhere. You can't if you're sitting if you're if you're not in the first ten rows, you can't see a thing. Ben, I'm not sure if you're familiar with my first time at Yankee Stadium. Actually, the big six, oh, that big. the big sixteen to one loss against the uh, Red Sox there in 2018. Oh. Yeah, that was my first in time. in the playoffs. Yeah, David oh, Price, Mookie, you let Brock Cole hit a cycle off you. Yeah, it was like seven zero in like the fourth inning. I don't. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what to do right now. I'm just I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> I, I, I I'm just watching. Drew, Drew and I haven't had the opportunity to do this, so this is just yeah, this, is, this is grab your popcorn at this point. But <laughs> man, that's we we just we, we tapped into that, fellas. I mean, awesome, that, that yeah. is going to be that's going to be a hot topic moving forward. But oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, fourth or fifth place. I mean, I, I wasn't going to go there, Ben, but I mean, Boken as a Red Sox fan. I mean, I'm I, I guess I'll just I'll get behind it. I mean, unless unless proven differently, like you said about Chris Sale. That was what was so difficult about this last year. Yeah. Like, I think he yeah. injured at the beginning of the year, came back, had a weird mm. injury, just like extracurricular weird sports injury, just got shut down, came back and was great, and then got shut down again. So I, I, I was really confused about the Red Sox season. It was just kind of up and down. Um, I was personally of the belief on the podcast with Drew a couple weeks ago that the Red Sox weren't going to have another year like that just because of the Red Sox and the pageantry and everything. But, I mean – if you if you're in that place, I I feel like I need to reassess now of of where the Red Sox are actually at. I it's tough. Like I if I was if you gave us like a four game set against the Orioles, oh. neutral site right now, the Orioles are taking three out of four. Listen, dude, Masataki Yoshida can come in and be like the next Shohei Otani. We don't know. We don't know anything. I, yet. I mean, I hope I hope he's a good player, but Justin I Turner mean, can drop like. However many home runs. I mean, you know, you never know. I mean, how many home runs did he have last year? Like 12? <laughs> I think he had – I think him and, and uh, J.D. had pretty much the exact same stat lines, which is fine. <laughs> yeah, but, like, so, I mean... there's not much power in that lineup anymore mm. outside of Devers. There's really – like, Verdugo, no power. Um, Yoshida, not much power. It's just – I don't know. It's a, it's a weird year. Tur- it's just – it when it, as a fan and you look at the lineup, it's, it's hard to look at because there's no name that you can – attached to besides Devers. Right. Um, and that's usually not the case. It's it's usually a, a, a laundry list of names through the rotation, throughout the lineup. So it's it's hard to see and it just it feels very much Tampa Bay right Tampa Bay so Rays like. You look at Devers, I mean like you just said he's one of the like only one name that you can attach to on that lineup. So you think there's gonna be like pressure there for him. You just signed this huge deal. Now he's like the one the one dude left. I mean not at a stance like captain, like Aaron Judge, but I mean, you think of the Yankees, yeah. you look, all right, Aaron Judge is in that lineup. I mean, definitely similar vibes there, but I mean, he's, I don't know if he's I, leadership. I hope he doesn't. He, I mean, he hasn't shown to feel much pressure. I mean, he's, he's been an incredible yeah. postseason bat, as you would know specifically, Drew. <laughs> yep. Um, so, 
I think he should be fine dealing with the pressure of being the guy. So yeah, I think he'll be good. <laughs> Especially um, when Garrett Cole comes so to town, so he's good. Trevor's story, he's moving over to short. I'm assuming. I don't think they've made that decision yet. Yeah, I was gonna because if he does that, who's your who's? But the like, we don't have a shortstop at the current exactly. moment. So yeah, um, but he's got his whole arm issue thing too. So I have no idea how it's gonna pan out, or if they have a I. I wanted Gene Segura, yeah, um, I mean, to plug yeah, in at second yeah. and and then have Story play short. But yeah. there's no. I He's... think I think the plan right now is Story at short and Christian Arroyo at second base, which is not a great plan. I don't want Christian Arroyo to play every day. Like why? It just oh, makes no sense. The it just doesn't. Segura went. He went to the Marlins, I believe. Actually, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The Marlins, there you go. It's a, but it's um, a hot team right now. But Ben. It's okay. Take heart. I mean, this is your first week on the show, but the stock of all of our teams has gone up basically ever since we started this podcast. So mm. I know the Red Sox look bad now, but once mm. a podcast drops, bro, something's going to happen. I'm just, mm-hmm. just take hope. It's okay. We hope. We hope. It's okay. I mean, hopefully Hyde makes a move. We got so many prospects now. Hopefully you make a move. One more note though it's okay. on that. Yeah. Uh, I asked you actually, AJ, a few pods ago, but do you think the Red Sox brought in Story because they knew that they weren't going to sign Xander? Do you think that's uh, in the mix? Yeah, that, that was definitely, you know, a, a narrative going around when it happened. Um, yeah. And I think, I, I mean, I said the same thing too, um, which I didn't hate either because, you know, Xander's 30 and Story's a gold glove defender, yeah. incredible athlete. Um, but I think the I think the arm injury kind of scares me a bit. So I, yeah. I don't know. It's it's we're gonna have to see. And then he he played so well at second base too. He he really did. I mean he was on a Gold Glove track if he didn't get hurt. Um, so yeah, it's it's I don't know what we're gonna do. That Padres it's just deal. it sucks not having a shortstop because we yeah. it, there's like haven't been many times when the Red Sox haven't had a shortstop. So so what Xander's exactly thirty exactly thirty years old. I think he's thirty one by the season. When that, the season starts. That Padres contract, you look at that, I mean, 11 years. You're really, realistically, the Padres are paying for, like, what? Maybe, like, you can't say, but I mean, like, maybe, like, five or six years. And then, Probably, like, four years at short. Yeah. And then, like, three or four at DH. Yeah. Yeah, that's really it. I don't know. It's a massive contract. It, it, yeah, paying somebody till they're 41 just made no sense to me. But <laughs> leave it to the San Diego Padres. At this point, I want, like, I want Kim. Like give yeah. us, they have so much, they have a plethora of middle infielders now. Cronenworth, yeah, Kim, Tatis, Bogart. Tatis yeah. is going to be on the outfield now. I mean, you got and then Cron- yeah, Cronenworth plays short too if he can. Yeah. I mean, it just it's, I'll take one of them for yeah. sure. That team, yeah. that's that like, team. give me anything. Get, we got nothing. Man. Like we have Chris. Like Chris Arroyo is fine off the bench. He's fine as a platoon player against lefties. That's pretty much it. But it's like as, as an everyday player, just not. You don't want to see Christian Arroyo in your lineup mm-hmm. as an everyday player, like at all. There you go. Spoken like a true Red Sox fan. We finally got the mm. we finally got the the other side of the coin, Drew. Of, yeah, we'll, of, uh, we'll have a lot of that in the future. Oh man, I can't wait! I can't wait. Uh, well, before we before we hop off, fellas, I don't know if you guys have heard that there's something else going on with uh, <laughs> one Carlos Correa. Uh, so to update everybody, because we've been off a couple weeks, um, I actually opened the show with it. He was on the Giants for a whole twelve minutes. Yeah. Before I think it was was it John Heyman? Maybe we touched on this a little bit. Drew. He was supposed to have the press conference the same day. Yep, like, he was supposed to have the press. He was in San Francisco, yeah. in a hotel room with his family. He was mm-hmm. looking for houses. Yeah. yeah, and all of a sudden, right, his physical something's going on with his physical. There's a problem with it. Deal didn't go through. 
whole world stops, right? Baseball world stops. Okay. One of the best shortstops of our game right now is still a free agent. The Mets swoop in and we're like, okay, the Mets are going to get another guy. Mm-hmm. They have a problem with his physical. Boys, that that's just the, all the context I need. What is going on? Like, what happened? Do, do we have any, like, do you guys have, like, some mm-hmm. baseball friends you guys have, like, talked to that are within the MLB that have some type of insights of what, like, is Carlos Correa leg. okay? It's, it's that leg injury that, like, everyone's freaking out about. I guess it's lingered more than we thought. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I It's going to become, it's, like, it's a, a It's a very odd deal. situation. It's Yeah, he's going to have to take another short deal, which hopefully it's with the Red Sox. But I've never seen a now physical. Now, that would make sense. It would, like, but makes too much sense, and yeah. Hal doesn't really do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never seen that before. Like, have you guys ever seen that where – like I, we've seen, okay, they failed their physical. They need to do something else. I've never seen like th- there's literally concerns mm. about his physical, about his health, whatever. Yeah. Like it was just it was odd. I think the weird part about it is it seems like a very simple solution, right? So like yep. the, you know the Mets talked about restructuring, and you put a clause in, you know, you have to you know hit whatever amount of games, stay healthy, blah blah blah. And if you as Carlos Correa aren't concerned about that as a lingering issue that's going to like hinder you for however many years and not be able to hit those marks and make your money, you would take it. So like I think in the back of his mind that he knows that it's going to be an issue at some point and that he's not as healthy as he as he you know is telling people. Um, that I mean that's the biggest red flag to me is that it's a very simple solution to work around and restructure the contract, and he won't do it. So I think that's that's weird to me and sticks out. Well, that and, right and there. He definitely he yeah. knows that something's up. I feel like you just said, AJ, you've never seen this before. I think it's like he's the perfect guy for like this to happen to. Like a former. <laughs> wow. Like, Are you still salty know, about the Astros, bro? No, no. I'm just saying like <laughs> he has that like people don't like him. I mean, they really don't. He's yeah. shown this like cockiness and like mm-hmm. I've seen everyone's seen it. I mean, I just if he's perfect fit for like this situation right here it just makes sense i don't know it's his time drew don't you remember dude it's his time why are you asking why are you telling me that actually <laughs> yeah that was against us that was against us no but i will say i will say yankees had their chance to yeah, get back at him and question, say all oh, these that was my these next were cheaters is mm. the whole argument now is like well he failed his physical with the giants or they had concerns the mets have concerns with it all the other teams should swoop in. Should they? It's going to be like the Twins. Should you the swoop Twins in are on going to be the only there's concerns with? The Twins are going to be the only team that actually come back in, I feel like. It's, I mean, it depends. Like, if you're like the Red Sox. Deal. Yeah, if, sure. if I'm the Red Sox, I'm throwing three or four years at him. Pretty Easily. decent AAV. And see if, he, see if he comes. Easily. If he comes, great. If he doesn't, then you're still at the same Throw place. Throw something and even at if, him. Like... Even if, so, that's the thing. If if you're looking at this with the Red Sox mindset, right, and you're sitting here today with Stories, your shortstop, and Christian Arroyo, your second baseman, that was your plan when Carlos Correa signed with the Giants, and that was your plan when Carlos Correa signed with the Mets. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, that plan has changed, and Carlos Correa is still a free agent. If you sign him and he's healthy for two out of the four years, then you're still in a yeah. better spot than you were before. Yeah. And you still need a bridge player to get to Meyer. So, there's... I don't have an issue with it. I mean, it, does it like really concern me? No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, I think he's cocky. Not for that I would love to have him on my team. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I I don't want him personally. Really? I, I don't want him. 
and it's not not even because of what you brought up drew about the cockiness stuff like it just it's weird to me the physical thing like it just is and with the it way is. that the yeah the the, his, the history of the st louis cardinals like you don't want that to be he definitely him. doesn't fit he's not a he's definitely not a cardinal no there's no yeah he, he yeah. doesn't fit with that either. and drew like i told you like i don't and ben to let you know like i don't want a shortstop going in like when they were talking about dan's being all this different stuff like we're, we've been the gold glove national league team two years in a row we don't need yeah a shortstop. no definitely not back. you definitely don't now yeah. i would just... like if we got something more but that's the... i mean you got mason win coming too so it's it's not a level of concern it's true by any means that's yeah, true. you you put Correa in like any lineup. I mean, I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting where he ends up. Like that fire he has, like yeah. For instance, going in like Fenway or like the Bronx, like that fire, just the cockiness. That it's, I mean, it's fun to him watch. with the monster. Oh, the monster! It'd be a great place for him to play. <laughs> Drew, it would. But like Drew, you you mentioned like, oh, you might just have to end up going back to the Twins. I just pictured that in my mind. That is. Awful. No, oh, he did. Yeah, he needs. To I be can't like even believe big... he went there in the first yeah. place. That, that, was, my that whole was... thing, ben. Like, I could not believe it. Like, he definitely like, needs to be like, in a big just, market. You played your entire career with the Astros, and you went to the playoffs and World Series how many times? And then you went to the Twins. It just, I, it, like, I get, I get money wins and, yeah. and things like that. But like, you are pretty much accepting that you were never going to play for anything yep. in the time you were there. Yeah, it just, it didn't make any sense to me. Exactly. This is one of my favorite things to talk about in the podcast. Ben uh, with Drew is the AL Central, the division, <laughs> is one of the worst in American sports. It's a load of garbage. Oh man, it's it's. I mean, we we talked about, and we'll have, we'll have to bring it back at some point. But we talk about collapses of teams, right? Mm-hmm. I think five of our first seven collapse segments were teams from the AL Central. Yeah, and they're they're all so bad. Like, how bad do you have to be if you're the White Sox, for instance? They went, they they finished fourth. Or fourth or fifth, mm-hmm. four or five straight years in the mm-hmm. AL Central. Yeah, like that's not just bad. That's that's below yeah. bad. It's all that's right. They just man. they just handed out their largest contract in history, so they're yeah, good. I, I mean, Andrew Benatendi is no Mike Trout. You know, no, <laughs> like, no he, he's gonna no. help a little bit, but the White Sox are are a mess as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'll be interested to see where where Carlos Correa goes. Uh, I, I would think he has to play for somebody because otherwise he's not going to have a job. I mean, I hope he ends up in Boston because then that's three Yankee killers in one lineup. Hey, and like that's that would be crazy. Ben, it's confirmed, bro. It's confirmed. You're on the podcast, Carlos Correa to the Red Sox. I mean, I, I mean, I hope so. <laughs> there you go. I hope so. I mean, just watch it happen, bro. Watch it happen. Correa, Devers, Casas, all three of them, Cole's father it would be incredible. I hate this. Incredible. Oh man, we are we are getting knuckle deep fellas into some mm. of these arguments i mean this is this is fiery i love this i love this. no nah, but i think correa went to the twins because he want he was gonna opt out anyway yeah so yeah, he, was gonna, sure. he was gonna get yeah that was that was the whole because he wasn't getting like the big contract that he wanted towards the end of that season so i mean mm-hmm. or off season so yeah well th- th- this just came to me before before we hop off ben's gotten his opportunity to share about his his squad and his love for the New York Yankees and just all the all the great things that they have going for them. Ben, I mean, I'll 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 take it right in the right in the schnoz if, if you want to give it to me, but give me your assessment of of my boys in St. Louis. I mean, you got you got any it's thoughts? A good squad. What's the uh, good squad? What's your what's your thoughts? See that right there? That's not what I want to hear. <laughs> I mean, you had you had you had both MVP frontrunners. Yeah. Okay, you complain. Yeah. Good rotation. I mean, catchers definitely. 
Uh, well, no, because of Jackson Terrace. Drew, this is so it's not a, not a question mark anymore. Well, this is where I always and come got, in and say you got Jordan Walker coming up, but you don't like to hear about mm-hmm. prospects, so I'm sorry. Speaking of Superman, he better be Superman. Because exactly. if we're going to spend $87.5 million, that guy is a, a billion by the Mets. I just don't know where they're going to play him. Well, what's his, what is, what's his original he was a third baseman originally. He was a third like, baseman, ah. yeah. Has that changed? But like, no, but, but that's the thing, that though. Like, are you gonna are you gonna break up that outfield though? Yeah, True. yeah. I mean, there's not there's not any stability in that outfield right now. Carlton, yeah, Carlton I think is gonna be fine. I the hot yeah. thing I've given Drew is you give Dylan Carlson three to five more years, and he's gonna be like a top outfielder in the game. Mm, yeah, maybe he's, like he's really big on Dylan Carlson. I'm huge on Dylan. Carlson. I'm I'm huge on Lars Newbar though. Are you really yeah. you Lars Newbar guy? Yeah. See, Lars Newbar is gonna be a stud. Oh man, I've heard of like package trades where you have to give him up, and it just breaks my heart, bro. Like he's he yeah. is a St. Louis Cardinal through and through. But, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like Drew. Like I, this is what this is why why I'm worried because when people like Ben who are Red Sox fans and. They just love baseball. They're like, yeah, you guys got a good squad. That's what I'm worried about, Ben. Because we're always Why? good. We always win the division. And we always get swept. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, tough. That was a, that was a tough. Like, that we, was, we are this one this for past 30. year was tough, huh? We are one for 31 with runners in scoring position in our last three elimination games. That's not good. The Dodgers <laughs> wild card last year and the two Phillies games this year. So what well, I don't want to hear bad. is like, you guys are great. No, we're not. <laughs> like we play in the NL Central. Like I, I, I expect us to win our division. What I want is to look at the Mets and look at the Padres and look at the Dodgers and be like, we can hang with you guys. And I don't think we can yeah. right now. The Cardinals feel very cowboy-ish. Oh, you should not have said that. See, we were in good. Like it's always, man. it's always like, it's always like a really good roster. <laughs> um, kind of like America's heart and soul oh, this, type this team. Hurts. <laughs> This hurts. But once you get to the playoffs, it's just bad. Wow. I mean, you could have compared to any other NFL team, bro. You had to go to the Cowboys. That that hurts. I mean, it feels it feels right. <laughs> that hurts. It feels oh, right. I, I will say though, like people hate the Cowboys. I don't. I don't really think anyone hates the Cardinals. Like it's a very no, no. non-combative fans. fan base. Yeah. Um. Very. You know. It, no one on the team. People. You know. There's no one. No one likes on the team. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know, but on the field they're they're very cowboyish because you have these great regular seasons. You got all the names, and then you get to the playoffs, and it just that. doesn't happen. There it is, just like twenty thirteen. I, I I wish I wouldn't have asked. Now, oh man, that hurts. But hey, I mean, I can't necessarily say you're wrong. That's that's the worst part. I wish I could say, yeah, but what about no? Mm. Can't do it. But well, there you go, fellas. Any any final thoughts from anybody before we? Uh, no, we're we're running out of time. But next week, I really want to talk about the uh, Diamondbacks off season. There you go. Yeah, yep. that would be uh, that was interesting. So Diamond, Diamondbacks have have been a little bit sneaky. We'll get into that next time. They got a good farm, but they got a good farm. Hey, if you didn't like farm systems before, now, ladies and gentlemen, leave mm. it to Ben and Drew to let you know how great. MLB farm system. We'll tell you all about it. We'll have a whole podcast. <laughs> we'll tell you all about them. Well, y'all, thanks so much for tuning in. As always, uh, again, feel free to like and subscribe and rate and review. Check us out on YouTube and Clutch Points. Uh, we got lots of stuff going on there. And welcome Ben officially to the Dugout family. We will be back every week. Uh, Thing this comes out on Wednesday, fellas. I, I'm pretty sure we can fact check that. But uh, it yeah. comes out once a week. So make sure to uh, find that in your podcast 
feed and uh, as well just on YouTube. The full podcast will be there. So for Carlos Fanag, AJ Caldwell, that is Yankees Fanag, Drew Zagrosi, and there's our Red Sox guy, Ben. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. Peace out.